everyone, it's Holly and Jill. So today's episode is going to be abandoned episode two and it has to do with ghost towns, just abandoned ghost towns. And so I'm gonna go over this. Um I do want to apologize in advance. I am still sick, very sick unfortunately. Um so I may sound a bit stuffy. Um, I will be having the rain background music for hopefully that soft sounds and relaxing. Um, and so, yeah, I'm still recovering and stuff. And then I have um, some questions um, to answer in the end, some more Q&As, and also some shop updates and um and also a milestone I recently reached. So I'm really excited to share all that with y'all. And um, I'm hoping, hopefully, I'm not really sure yet, but I was testing out my YouTube channel and my podcast. And um, definitely I'm looking into hopefully um, doing like two episodes per week on my ASMR podcast and two videos of ASMR on my YouTube channel. And um, I did want to mention too, on my YouTube channel, I haven't really grown <laughs> as much on YouTube. I've ca- I've been like at the same number for a couple months now. Um, it's just like it drops and then it goes high and then it drops and it's, it's just like constant, that number. So it's, it's over 200 subscribers on YouTube, and I definitely love my YouTube channel so much. I've had it for so long, and um, I had a thought recently, too, about um, probably having that go away and deleting YouTube, and just because, um, of course, as content creators, we always um, sometimes we doubt ourselves when when we don't like see numbers high or anything or what should we work on more that is getting more numbers and stuff and I was thinking about that and I was like well the whole purpose of my YouTube channel in the beginning was or now still is just to help people to sleep and stuff and I love YouTube because it's visual um, it's more visually done, and as for my ASMR podcast, it's just my voice. <laughs> so um, I really do love that, but I did notice that um, I did. I was just really discouraged, I would say, and um, it was so weird. I got this message um, from somebody over the weekend um, when I was actually thinking about all of this. Um, pressure on YouTube and stuff and just um, just kind of like being really sad about it and stuff and um, someone told me that they've been watching me for a year and a half and how much I have helped them and um, they love my videos and stuff and it's just so sweet it's so so sweet Um, I do feel um, a lot of times content creators like with everything we do and put out there, it's um, you see different numbers on everything you're putting out, and 
the different um, websites and such. So um, I was really happy about that, and um, and it made me kind of just um, have like a reminder of yeah, there are people that still go on YouTube and watch me, um, and hopefully fall asleep, <laughs> and that was my goal since the very beginning, and so it is really nice getting those messages, um, it's just so sweet, I just feel so happy getting to help someone out in the world, and having them fall asleep to my videos, um, it's really, really nice, and I love it, I love it so much. So um, I did notice, I was testing it out actually this weekend, and it looks like um, Saturdays are really good, um, posting ASMR, um, just, and of course my videos on my YouTube channel are usually kind of shorter than my podcast episodes, um, just because um, it's just supposed to be visual stuff, and hopefully puts me to sleep, and also I am a small channel on YouTube, and um, so yeah, so it was really amazing to um, just get that confirmation that I think I really needed, um, and uh, I had thought, I, I thought about deleting YouTube um, about a year ago, and um, I think I kept it, and I just, I was like, okay, I think it was because someone multiple people were just like, hey, I really missed your videos and stuff, I'm going to sleep, and, um, and so yeah, so it's, it's pretty crazy, just like, how content works, and just thinking like, am I even doing, you know, what I'm supposed to be, or like, what the intention is for and stuff, and so, yeah, that's usually my, like, go-to, intentions like I always think about that and I always think I really want to help people and I don't know if I'm still doing that and it's just like really weird thought process but it's so nice to know that um that I still do that for people so um I'll definitely um I love my YouTube channel and in the future if I ever do take it down completely um I may have like some stuff up that is really good, like super ASMR and stuff, um, but I definitely want to continue. That is one of my dreams is continue doing, I really want to do ASMR for a very long time, I hope. Um, that's my like lifetime goal is to continue doing ASMR. So if it's not on YouTube, it'll be on my podcast or an ASMR thing. Um, I love my ASMR Halloween podcast because I get to talk about a lot of different spooky stuff and my love and passion for it. And, um, and also, too, I actually got this, um, I, I think I said in my last episode on my podcast that I really wanted ghost stories and because I have so many that will last, I think, like three years, I think, um, from submissions from people. And so I recently just got my first ghost story submit submittal on the Tell Em Halloween Girl 13 
website. So I was really excited. I was like, yes, someone heard me on my podcast and sent me a ghost story to share with the world. <laughs> and um, it's so nice uh, just to like get stories. And um, it was just, I, I was so, so excited. Um, and I do get a lot of questions on there. And, um, but I really definitely want to keep it up for ghost stories. I and that's another goal too of mine and my group and my ghost story group as well continue that um and I just even if you're not a believer it's still like fun to read spooky stuff all year long and um and that's my goal in life and and just share so many stories from people's experiences with different things and stuff and it's just it's so fun for me I have so much fun doing it and um, so yeah so I will answer some questions towards the end of this episode so right now we are going to get started so of course everyone knows about Chernobyl I don't know if I'm saying that right um, and I'm sick <laughs> and also too I'm terrible when it comes to um, pronouncing words and just, I'm just so bad at it, so yeah, so anyways so, um, Chernobyl um, it it had once upon a time it had life, um, maybe some areas and stores and factories and hospital park and then on April 26, 1986 during a routine test Reactor 4 at the Chernobyl nuclear station two miles away, I mean, two miles, I'm sorry, yeah, away, exploded and caught fire. Two workers were killed in the blast and 28 firemen. An emergency cleanup workers died in the next three months after being exposed to extreme radioactive material. Evacuations were ordered for the entire town and population and the people uh, scrambled to scoop up whatever belongings they had and they fled, leaving behind a haunting time capsule. So, like, the bumper cars, uh, just, like, I've seen so many abandoned videos on this, um, this place, and, um, and also, too, my celebrity crush, Justin McCartney, um, he's, he actually made a, um, horror movie, um, called, I think it was Killing the Darling, I don't know what it was called, but anyways, I think, I think I'm, I'm thinking of the same thing, I'm also on a lot of heavy medicine right now, too, so it's not, like, on top of my head, but, um, it kind of shows you a little bit about, um, like, the scary creatures and stuff, so I'll talk a little bit about that, too, um, so, um, so yeah, so a lot of, like, children's school books, um, remains were cracked open on dusty decks, um, and just like a Ferris wheel, bumper cars were everywhere, and idols. Old gas masks lie in piles next to a yellowing construction area. The concrete apartment buildings stand eerily silent, the windows broken, the crash ice deserted and overgrown with trees. All of the clocks are stopped at exactly 11.55 a.m. when the electricity was cut off. For decades, um, this place served as a terrible symbol of the horrors 
um, during that disaster. And um, apparently also, unfortunately, it's unquote thousands of deaths from the radiation-related cancers. The skinniest male symbol of different sorts um, showing what the world may look like after humans are gone. Um, and so, yeah, so it's just, like, really, really sad, and, um, and while the ecosystem still shows the scars of the radiation in the worst hit areas elsewhere, foxes, wolves, raccoons, and dogs, and rats, scamper, bison, lynx, murine, sink, now roam again, and bears have been, uh, reformed their ancient quarries. Um, so apparently, um, also too, there's a series on HBO called Kino Roswell, and, um, so yeah, so, all of that, and, um, so apparently, while they aren't glowing in the dark, um, these remarkable animals were genetically altered by the fallout. Birds have been found with smaller brains, some barn swallows developed, um, alchemism giant wild boars have been spotted and there are also reports of unusually aggressive wolves prowling nearby villages oh so scary um and to avoid um radio um radioactive contamination visitors um are warned not to take anything from the city or to sit down or touch anything and it's really creepy. There's, um, this, uh, like, I guess, like, the hospital beds and stuff, and there's, like, dolls just, like, on the bed, and, like, a whole room full of, like, those masks, the gas masks. Um, and it's so eerie because it looks very abandoned, a lot of these toys. Um, so, yeah, really, really creepy and really, really scary. Um, I definitely did love the one that Jess McCartney came in that movie I um I've been a big fan of him forever since I was a little girl but um seeing him in a horror movie for the first time was just I was so in love <laughs> and um and also he was also in Fear the Walking Dead as well and so um he his character is it's much gory in that episode actually um, but it comes out on, um, on a show, on this, like, horror show, too, and his face, like, half his face, like, gore, like, crazy gore, and, um, yeah, so it was really interesting to see him take a different role than what he, um, usually did and stuff, so, yeah, it was really fun, and I also, too, got to meet him, somebody asked me on the column, um, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, the website, whatever, um, who was my celebrity crush, or who was my first celebrity crush, and I was like, oh, Jess McCartney, I love that guy, so amazing, beautiful singer, just, oh, I just love his voice, um, such a great singer, and I've been a fan since I was five, I think, so it's just, it's been very, very, it's a, it's been a long time, definitely. And, um, yeah, I also got to meet him, too, a couple years ago, and that was really fun, and, um, it's such a surreal moment when you get to meet your 
celebrity crush that you're just that you just were totally in awe of for for years and that was really really cool and um yeah and then I think I mentioned like some other celebrity crush and stuff on there um that I definitely have and so yeah it was just like really really cool and um definitely suggest checking that episode out too if you like gore and Jesse and Courtney Lucy. All right, so the next one is called, um, it's in California. And I don't know if I'm saying this right either. Um, I'm also very sick. <laughs> so uh, this episode is probably going to be so long, but that's okay. Because I love talking and stuff. And yeah, that's going to be cool. So this one is in Bodie, I think. So it's basically kind of like in the Wild West, a mining town remains in Arrested Fruit Cave in the California desert. How creepy. So, once a dusty remote mining camp, Bodie blossomed into a California boom town with the discovery of rich gold burying ore in 1876. As the population exploded from a handful of prospectors, 7,000 miners, merchants, railroad workers, drifters, gamblers, stagecoach robbers, and um, many more people. And uh, 65 uh, claims lined Main Street. And um, it soon just kind of like blew up, I guess. Like the town just grew tremendously and stuff. And so, apparently, um, there were a lot of fights, um, stuff, and I guess, like, in the towns and stuff. Um, and so, business started to kind of, like, go down, and the town's only brick building, the other 2,000 structures were made of wood. So, they supplied enough corpses for two cemeteries, an official city cemetery, and a boot hill. For those the town father considered less desirable, once prosperous enough to support its own newspapers, a Wells Fargo bank, a telegraph office, and a fire department, Bodie started to go bust after a few years. After extracting millions of dollars from the ground, the gold began to run out, and miners fled for more promising stakes in Arizona, Montana, and Utah. By 1910, Bodie was nearly deserted and remained that way until it became a national historic landmark district in 1961. Now, the 110 remaining structures stand in a state of arrested decay as one of the world's best preserved wild west ghost towns. So, um, also too, um, visitors uh, should not remove any souvenirs from the town, often uh, return to them. Um, so, claiming they've uh, like suffered a string of bad luck. So, apparently, I guess there has been some stuff that has happened um, when people do that, so probably don't do that. <laughs> And stuff, um, yeah, it's just so spooky. Um, it kind of reminds me of that other scary 
situation where like we take or um I think it was I think it had to do with like the Warren house actually and a lot of their items that they have um people have said like if you looked I think it was the animal doll if you like looked at it and stuff and also like Robert the doll too and I think that's in Korea um that one too so it's like it's it's kind of similar I guess with the souvenirs and just um not having that respect and such so yeah definitely want to always be respectful and um so apparently too the only residents there are restless spirits um so uh yeah so there's i think a building there um nine thousand feet above the ocean side in eastern california it's percent south by near train to sort of la um but still there are some places um there too and um also too the most productive mine in arizona history which pumped out silver and gold worth 200 million from 
Much of its industrial growth to a 16-acre island located nine miles off its southwestern coast for nearly a hundred years. Coal was mined in underwater tunnels by a force by, um, and its peak in 1959, more than 5,000, more than 5,000 people were, um, crammed into 10-story apartments in a city protected by a stone wall. That is so crazy. As the coal ran out in the 70s, the mines were shut down and the island was deserted, leaving behind a complex of houses, schools, shops, restaurants, and gatherings. Houses, um, they homelands are every inch of what locals called, um, oh, I cannot say this word, I came up, the island without green. The island has since become a popular tourist attraction for its well-preserved history. So apparently stepping off the boat is like entering into dystopian world of sci-fi or video games. That sounds really cool, actually. Alright, so the next one is in Italy. So it's a village, and it's an old building. Um, the, Nor the Norman Tower was built in 1040. So it is um, a hillside town in Italy survived, with plague only to fall victim to landslides and an earthquake. So, apparently, um, it perched on a cliff, um, 1,300 feet over Italy's, um, river valley. This ancient settlement was perfectly positioned to defend itself against invaders since its funding banquets in the 18th century, um, BC, growing into a military center and picturesque village dominated by a castle built in 1300. So, um, centuries of change and the plague of 1656, but the soft ground on which it sits couldn't withstand the forces of nature. That's so sad. A series of landslides in the early 60s forced many residents from their homes. After a flood in 1972 and an earthquake in 1980, the medieval village was deserted, but has enjoyed many like hosting um, festivals and as movie locations for films, including um, The Quantum of Solace, I know it's in 2008, and also The Passion of Christ in 2004. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's so, it's such a beautiful place. Um, just like looking at the photo, it's very, very beautiful but also it's very sad i i always get so sad when i like hear about random places and they're just it, they're not livable anymore um and especially if it's like the structure and stuff was made to look very beautiful um for people to love and it's just oh it's, it makes me so sad seeing like like that. Okay, so the next one is an underground city in Turkey. So this one was an ancient haven beneath the surface. It protected residents from um, armies and stuff. So during the 1963 renovation of a home in Turkey, 
It walkways in, exposing what my soul stays engaged with, but instead going out through a portal to an incredible ancient underground city, carved out in soft volcanic rock, yeah, 250 feet down, sometime before 1200 BC. This 18-story subterranean necropolis consisted of homes, schools, stables, and tombs that sheltered up to um, 20,000 um, people, I would say, and their livestock, including goats and sheep. So it was used over the centuries by people hiding, um, you know, from war and stuff like that, and also likely seeking refuge from the summer's heat. So the underground city was accessed by secret tunnels with ladders and rooms connected by a maze of passageways and ventilated by dozens of air shafts. It may even be connected to another underground city five miles away. In 1969, after extensive excavation, that half the city was opened to visitors. How crazy. That is, wow. That's very interesting. Um, the next one is going to be the Catacombs of Paris, of Paris, <laughs> France. Um, so apparently, of course, I think everyone has heard of the catacombs where the dead and the undead lie beneath the city of light. Um, there have been a lot of like horror movies regarding Paris um, with the catacombs of Paris and stuff. So definitely, I would recommend checking that out too. There are some, I think, even on TV um, that are free to watch and really cool stuff. So, um, apparently, when the cemeteries of Paris started filling up in the late 1700s, the city brought its dead underground into a 200-mile um, remnants of ancient limestone ring tunnels. Over the decades, the catacombs of Paris were stuffed with bones of more than 6 million people. The remains, well-preserved in constant 57-degree Fahrenheit temperature, one chilling story from the time of the French Revolution tells of a doorman who went down there by accident, got lost, and his body wasn't found for 11 years. His ghost is said to haunt the catacombs. The dark, damp tunnels were used by mushroom farmers in the 1800s and also served as a hideout for the French resistance during um, the World War II. Today, catacombs draw both visitors for official tours and urban adventurers who sneak into off-limit areas for parties, skinny-dipping in the cave holds, concerts, or simply solitude among the dead. If you are unable to travel France to see the terrifying sights up close and in person, you can now Get a glimpse of them online thanks to a virtual tour that can be found at catacombs.paris.fr slash en slash virtual dash visit.
Ooh, spooky. I love that. I love that you can, you can, you know, sense stuff. But I feel that was kind of like pre-pandemic. I, I feel like a lot of places, they would like do virtual tours um, to see stuff. I think even the, um, there's this one place that I really, really want to get to. It's so bad in California. It is called the Winchester Museum. I totally want to go. But they actually had a virtual tour um, and stuff. And it's so amazing that um, that there's just a lot of people that vlog their ghost adventures and stuff. And yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's social media and YouTube, of course. <laughs> and um, just different people who do um, vlogs. I think they're called vlogs with a V. <laughs> So, um, in 2017, two teenagers were lost in the catacombs for three days before rescue dogs found them. So, I, that horror film that I'm talking about on TV, I think it's on TV. It's so scary, and so it kind of reminds me of that. Just, like, the getting lost, and it's, oh, it's so spooky. I would, I'd be terrified, for sure. So, um, the next one is going to be, um, in Cyprus, um, so it's, I believe it's like this Mediterranean island, and so it had, um, like sandy beaches with a hundred hotels, that's crazy, um, so apparently there's like an airport that sits and it's very heavily restricted, um, and, like, I guess no one can visit this place, um, so apparently this place also kind of looks like, at one point, like, paradise, but it looks more like a nightmare, like something terrible happened to this entire island and stuff, so, um, Apparently, when the Turkish army invaded the island of um, Cyprus in 1974, tens of thousands of residents fled, and so it just became kind of like overnight um, thing. It's just, it's so sad when that does happen. Um, so it became a ghost town. Today, the area stands as a grim symbol um, of, you know, that how the resort also suffered damage as well. So it, um, from pictures online, if you were to search this place, you'll be able to see uh, the different um, parts and stuff of everything. Um, so apparently, um, in so there's just like a lot of stuff still kind of, I guess, kind of happening still. Um, and, yeah, so there is a lot of, like, barbed wire fence over this, and, yeah, it's just, ugh, it's so sad, um, and, yeah, it just, it looks so empty, this place, um, even where the beach is, a lot of, I guess, they kind of remind me of, like, little tiki umbrellas, um, and you can see where it's just, like, washed away, or, like, it has no more life on these, like, trees or roots, um, the forest and stuff near the beach, I 
just it just looks horrible. Um, so yeah, so this one too, it's definitely a ghost town. So it's an abandoned ghost town. So I hope um, that you enjoyed hearing about a different abandoned ghost towns um, if you haven't heard of them before. So hopefully that's um, you know, kind of interesting, I guess, just to like listen to a different ghost towns that just are so empty. And, and also the past, too, of like the picture of it all and how that's so sad when, you know, things like this just happen in real life. And um, it is really sad. And so, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just wish people and everyone um, can just share love and stuff. And yeah, but um, anyways, moving on. Um, so I uh, thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Abandoned Ghost Towns and stuff. And of course, there are some that you can that I definitely mentioned that you can visit today um, and some that are restricted that you cannot but there's um, a lot of um, pictures online and just history about um, these different ghost towns so um, yeah so hopefully uh, my next episode will be episode three I think and I'm still coming up with a little pixie story I definitely want to start doing some more little pixie stories um, they're just so adorable, and um, I have been doing two episodes a week on here. Um, I don't know if I'm going, because I definitely love the Abandoned series, but I also want to maybe do something different on top of one episode regarding the topic like this one is abandoned and of course you know in the end and shop of foods and stuff like that so I definitely want to try to maybe do um, a second episode a week for hopefully in the future and I was thinking about maybe doing a ghost story narration um, let me know your thoughts on the website, on the Kellen website, um, if that sounds like a cool idea, and, um, and I usually do polls, like, on different, on my different socials and stuff, and let, ask people what, what they want to, like, hear more of and stuff, or requests and stuff like that, so I definitely, that's one idea that I did have for a second episode, is ghost stories so little pixie episodes are usually a minute less than two minutes long so those are just more like bonus shorts um so i definitely want to continue doing that um and of course do any current series that i'm currently doing i'm going to continue doing that um and then also the second episode i was thinking about digging deeper like a ghost story or just different things I don't know but I do feel like um, my main passion is ghost stories <laughs> I love I love ghost stories so much um, 
And it's just so fun just listening to stories like this and stuff. And um, yeah, and so I also do have so many submittals for years now um, from people that have submitted their ghost story to me to narrate on either YouTube or on my podcast or on uh, my website and my group and stuff. So it's really cool. And so, all right, so moving on to the Q&A. So um, somebody asked, am I spontaneous or a planning person? I would probably say both. I'm kind of funny and kind of crazy. Um, I usually love to plan things, um, but sometimes planning, I noticed this thing since I was a little girl. My mom used to always say, like, the best things in life aren't planned. <laughs> and it's so true. It's so, so true. When things aren't planned, it's more fun and stuff. And just going with the flow of life and just enjoying things. Um, so I do like planning stuff. Like, if I have, like, a day where I can, like, clean up my entire house and um, I don't have any work to do, I don't have content to create, um, I don't have, like, any family that I have to, um, like, talk to on the phone and stuff, I usually have, like, a, like, a cleaning planning day where I just, like, clean up my whole house and have, like, Spanish music in the background playing, like, Tejano music, and I'm just, like, singing and dancing and just planning my cleaning day, so usually those always go as planned, um, and then planning um, when it comes to, like, trips and stuff. That's, like, kind of important, I guess. Um, but even at that, sometimes things don't go your way. So you're just there, like, oh, no, <laughs> this is horrible kind of thing. So, yeah. And then um, spontaneous. Um, I'm very, I would probably say I'm very out of the blue type of crazy, like, um, I'll just, like, randomly do something for someone, um, just because that's my love language, I want to say. I don't know. It's, it sounds weird, but, um, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, I usually love getting my friends, like, gifts when they're, like, I don't know, just randomly. I just, I, I like gifting. It's weird because I'm, like, horrible with words and texting. I am the worst person in the world when it comes to texting the worst and I don't know if it's because I've had my same number since I was like 10 years old and I still have the same servicer like the same phone company since I was 10 years old and my phone I got a new phone not too long ago but it's still so weird sometimes like I'll get I won't get a message until you text me twice, and then I'll get it on my phone. And I just, sometimes I feel like a terrible person because I think people think I don't respond to them. And it's like, no, no, it's just, it's my phone. It's just broken. And I think it's like the phone service, since phone service is so old. And, um, yeah, so I, I usually like doing that. Like, I love just like randomly like popping in and saying like hey here's a little goodie bag <laughs> and stuff 
and it's so fun. I love doing that um, with um, some people, local locals um, near me and stuff, and doing that for people, and um, they always um, say that's my love language is gifting, and uh, yeah, definitely like doing that, so yeah, I would probably say that's kind of like spontaneously like popping out, and just, yeah, I just, I don't know, I'm so weird, I'm definitely weird now, um, I hope that answers that question, <laughs> alright, so the next one is called, um, not called, the question is, um, so the question goes, uh, what is my zodiac sign? I am a Taurus. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I have different like opinions, of course. Like everyone definitely has different opinions, <laughs> but mine is Taurus. I fall under that category. Birthdays, dates, um, and to an extent, I kind of feel like a lot of people think. Tauruses are stubborn, and my brother always tells me that, like, all the time. He tells me I'm so stubborn, and I want to do it my way, even if it's the wrong way, and he gets, like, not upset with me, but he tells me, like, you're doing it wrong, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it because I want to do it and stuff, and it's really weird and funny, and, um, yeah, I would probably say that's, I... I don't know, like, how true Tauruses are with, like, I guess with their personality traits, but I do want to, like, confirm that, yes, I am definitely stubborn. I've always been super stubborn, and I think I still kind of am, but not to an extent, at least. Um, I'm not super, um, super maybe, I don't know, maybe I am, but I just, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm like that, but I'm like that, um, so yeah, and also somebody asked, um, do I care about zodiacs in friendships that I form, and no, not really, not at all, I do not, um, I don't really care, honestly, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, my grandma, she was actually a cancer, um, the crab zodiac sign. So she always um, was very protective over me, um, just very sweet and kind, and just kind of wanting me like alter herself at times. <laughs> and just I don't know, she was she would always spoil me so bad. Um, but it was really fun <laughs> because I loved her, and um, and yeah, I. I can definitely say to you, like, um, I have this other friend of mine, and she's also a cancer, and she, she's, she doesn't necessarily remind me of my grandmother, but there's some parts of her that um, remind me a little bit of the way my grandma treated me, so it is really interesting. Um, I don't really, like, base off, like, friendship personalities, like, off their zodiac signs and, like, real life and stuff. I do see it, like, oh, my, oh, she does something like this, like, my grandmother, or something like that, um, and then also, to um, best friends, um, it's so weird, because I remember 
growing up um, as like a teenager and stuff in like my early um, early like teen middle teen mid teens through like nineteen and stuff. But um, the other one uh, is Gemini. Those are um, that I've known of like having friends throughout the years and stuff they're like so funny and um and that too so I don't know I feel like cancers and Gemini's are just so sweet and um getting along and like it's so weird because like I don't usually like ask like what's your zodiac sign <laughs> it's so funny to me to ask somebody that um yeah I just I I don't know I wouldn't normally <laughs> ask that question usually <laughs> But I must say, it is it is a funny thing to to ask. Um, and also, I think I think my my parents, both of them, were Libras. Um, so yeah, I remember I remember I saw like this meme one time that said like the hottest people in the world are like Libras or something like that, and it just like made me laugh. And um, and then I thought about my parents, and I was like. You know, they're they're actually like they're 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 very like beautiful looking and stuff. So it's just like it was just so funny to me, just like just little like memes and stuff. They just it just makes me laugh and yeah. And then also too, apparently another like best friend for Tauruses are usually like Virgos. And that too, it makes me laugh with the meme because my brother is a Virgo and um we get along like best friends and um i love him so much and it's so cool i just it's it's really really cool and even though we like um bump heads sometimes like different opinions um at the end of the day it's just like very loving and stuff and yeah it's just it's really weird but i would probably say um that and um, so anyways that was that question and um, oh also I really loved this question I was gonna answer it on the website but then I decided not to because I thought oh, I definitely want to answer this because it just it'll sound more cool and stuff so um, if I were to write a book what would it be called so I love this question so much. So I think I would name, if I had a book and I was writing a book, I think my book would be like a New York bestseller, I think. And also too, the name I would name it is um, How to Embarrass Yourself in Front of Everyone One-on-One. <laughs> And it's so funny. I'm, I'm, I'm also coughing, too. Oh. But anyways, um, sorry there. I had to, like, pause because I was coughing. Um, but anyways, I just thought that was so funny because I definitely would write a book and name it, like, How to Embarrass Yourself 101 and, or How to Embarrass Yourself with Everyone. And that's usually what I do. I think every day of my life I have embarrassed myself so hard, but that is totally cool. 
um, my dad was always a serious dude in life, like, his personality and stuff was, like, very serious, and, yeah, he was just a very serious guy. He, he was kind of, like, an extrovert, um, introvert sometimes, but not, not all the time, and my mom was more of an extrovert, like, crazy funny, so, um, he would always tell me that I got her eyes and that I have her humor and stuff. And um, I definitely feel like I do. I definitely have my mother's humor. And I'm just like, oh, mother, you just gave me, like, your funny genes <laughs> and stuff. And, yeah, I think it's so funny um, to think about that. And, yeah, I remember my mom, too, would always, like, embarrass herself with, like, different things that she would do. But I do remember her always telling me that I was more embarrassing than her because I was more, like, shorter than her. And she would always say, like, it's funnier when it's someone, like, small doing something funny and you just, like, can't take them seriously all the time. So... Yeah, it was just always like that, and yeah, but my mom, like, she, she had, like, even though she was kind of, like, embarrassing funny, she would embrace that about her, and I feel like I'm becoming like that and embracing my weirdness and embracing the whole <laughs> weird, embarrassing girl that I am and funny <laughs> girl. That I am so yeah um and also the last question I do have so many questions that I need to answer that I will do in future episodes but the last one for this episode is would I ever get a piercing and um I have gotten lots of piercings in my life uh so <laughs> that was kind of funny I do want to share a funny story um when I was a baby um my mom, uh, I don't know, because it's, it's so weird, because, like, it goes back from, like, way before, um, before I was born, but it was pretty funny, like, the whole scenario, and so I think I was probably, like, a few months old, and my mom pierced my ears, both, she had, she got my ears pierced twice on both ears, so I, ever since I was little, I always had, like, two holes on each ear. And then, I think when I was, actually, when I turned 18, I, I, I didn't really have, like, a rubble stage as bad as I did probably when I was 15. But when I was 18 years old, I wanted to be, like, super cool. And, I don't know, I just, I really wanted to be cool. And stuff. So I went with my friend from kindergarten. We had like um, we got like caught up with everything because we were not friends for a very long time because um, we weren't in contact. Like I had lost her number, she lost my number, kind of thing. So we didn't have you know um, we didn't uh, talk to each other and stuff. So then when we um, got back in, like, reunion and stuff, we were like, oh, hey. And I remember um, she was like, you have to do something wild for your 18th birthday. And I was like, okay, 
what wild things should we do? And it was just so funny. I was, I was only 18 years old. And then she said, she was like, let's go to the tattoo shop. And then I was just like, oh no, I'm afraid of needles. Like I cannot get a tattoo because I'm afraid of needles. And I really, really am. To this day, I do not have a tattoo because I am afraid of needles. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. So she, um, she was like, yeah, let's go to the tattoo shop and just see what we can do. And I was like, okay. So it was, um, so we went and I got, um, I, I was there and they asked me what I wanted. And I was like, I don't know, but my friend wants me to do something wild. So I don't know what that looks like kind of thing. So anyways, short story um the guy goes okay well um do you want like a tattoo and I was like no and then he was like well you're in like he was pointing to my ears he was like well your ears look kind of cute do you think you may want to get an ear piercing and then I said yeah yeah that sounds cool and my ears are so tiny they're like really little to this day but he thought my ears were cute so he was like I think I think we should get like a top ear piercing because it'll look cute. And I said, okay, yeah, dude, let's do that. And he pierced my top ear. And, um, and honestly, the piercing was, I think, like $10. And he gave me the little diamond thing for free, too. And so I was really happy. I was like, ooh, I'm so cool. I got an ear piercing. And it was on my top ear on my left ear and um and I was washing dishes I was I was really I, w I remember crying because I think I almost got infected or something or I wasn't cleaning it right and I was crying and my brother um I went to my brother late at night I was like I don't know what I did but I think I did something bad and so he was like fixing it for me and making sure it was clean every day and then I told him I said do not tell daddy because daddy cannot find out what I did to my ear and so he was like okay like I'm not gonna tell dad like don't worry and then um and then I was washing dishes and my and I had my hair long like well I, I, I still have my hair long but I was I was trying to like make it look like I was emo or something like with my hair and my face and um I just like didn't want to show my face um, while I was doing the dishes because I was trying to hide the earring on top of my ear. And my dad, oh, he he saw it. He saw my earring on my top ear. And he pulled my ear so hard. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's an ear piercing. <laughs> and I was just laughing so hard. And um, it was pretty hilarious. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Daddy. But I wanted to be cool or something like that, I think I said. And um, it, was, it was pretty hilarious, like everything that went down. And um, then he started laughing. He was like, why did you hide it from me, blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was pretty, pretty funny. So I, I wouldn't do that today. Like I wouldn't like hide piercing from my father today I don't think he would want to know though but anyways um but yeah I just thought it was so funny like being 18 and like being pulled um, by the ear and stuff by your parrot 
and um, and then he was like, "This better be the last piercing you ever get." And he was just like very serious and very like not scary, but it was it was funny. And I was like, "Whatever." <laughs> so, anyways, and then it was funny because the next year, I got a piercing on my other ear on top, my top ear. So I actually have the same ear piercing on top on my top ear so I actually have like three piercings on my ear on each one so I thought it was funny but what's funnier I think to me listening to my dad tell me about the piercing was that like he was he was a teenager when he got his ears pierced so I remember telling him that later on where I was like you could have an ear piercing too, mister, kind of thing. And because he would always wear it. And he like, he still wears his piercing every now and then. But it's just on one ear, I think. Or he got them both, but he'll, he'll wear only one and stuff. And um, it's pretty hilarious. I mean, he's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of cool. So, that's my ear piercing story. Um so yeah, I, I, I love earrings so much. I don't usually put on my top earring on anymore on my ear. Um, I usually just wear the bottom earrings, um, my, like where my earlobe, near my earlobe is and stuff. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that was that was a cool phase in my life, I would say. All right, y'all. So that's the end of the Q and A, and I hope that answered a lot of questions or I hope that yeah answered of some few questions that y'all send in and everything and um too thank you so much for letting me um talk about the whole ghost towns and everything and I'm so happy about that and um so hopefully let me know what y'all think about the ghost towns and also some shop updates. So I will be selling some bookmarks here pretty soon. Um, I will update on my um, on my profiles and stuff, um, what I um, the link and stuff like that. So um, the bookmarks that I'll be selling are horror related. And they're for me, <laughs> and they're only going to be a dollar and free shipping. Um, and so hopefully, too, I will be adding, um, for a dollar more, um, I'll be adding some, like, if you want your bookmark to be scented, either, like, a graveyard or um, this other perfume that I am naming called Living Dead Doll. So um, it's supposed to smell like a living dead doll. <laughs> so um, hopefully I will... The shop was supposed to go live on Monday, February the 20th, but I am still sick, so I will hopefully have it live either on Friday or next Monday, so hopefully with that, and also, too, want to mention, I also just leaked on my ASMR podcast a thousand plus subscribers so I just want to say thank y'all so much for doing that um y'all don't even know just like how much it means to me and I just I absolutely love um 
and love that. It's just, oh, it's such a blessing to me. And, um, yeah, so, anyways, thank y'all so much for doing that for me and listening to me and still supporting and just being so cool all the time. And, um, and I hope my next one will be either a pixie read or a ghost story. Um, and also, too, I'm also looking up for the ASMR scheduling for YouTube and for my ASMR podcast. So I will give updates on those when I am thinking about um, doing them. So hopefully for the ASMR, it's going to be like every... I'm, I'm hoping like Mondays and Wednesdays or Wednesdays and Saturdays or Wednesdays and Thursdays. So that's kind of like the days that I'm looking for for the podcast. And then for YouTube, I'm definitely thinking about Wednesdays and Saturdays for ASMR. So I will let y'all know when um, I decide and look at um, what time works best on my schedule and stuff. So yeah, so awesome too. If you ever do need a friend to talk to, you can reach me on my Savvy Pets profile in the link description below. And also sending your ghost stories and I'm so excited just to like get and publish stories and narrate them for everyone to hear. And I can't wait to get better too. So that way I can like get back into the groove and stuff. So, yeah. Alright, y'all. So, this one was a very long episode, and I hope y'all aren't, um, annoyed. <laughs> but this is actually also, like, a milestone for me with the 1,000-plus subscribers on my ASMR podcast. That's just so amazing, and I'm just so honored that y'all even listen to me, and, um, how much that just is super encouraging and stuff and um yeah so I definitely think this is appropriate to have an hour-long episode for y'all and stuff and so and also too I'm hopefully going to be running another horror book giveaway um and it will be a book that um that I have somewhere but it's a horror book and um, I'll probably give details on the, on the website soon. And so more details to follow um, on that one, hopefully. And soon I'll be in celebration of the 1K subscribers on my podcast. So um, as a thank you. And so, yeah. So I'll look forward to um, talking more about that and um, later on. And so, yay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to me. And all of that. And I hope you have a good week and weekend. And don't forget to smile and to laugh and have fun and all of that. And I love you all so much. And until my next episode, I'll see y'all. Adios.